Saks in the Basement is now a proud partner with the Big Heads Media Network. Find us and other great podcasts at BigHeadsMedia.com. You're listening to Saks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Saks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. This is Socks in the Basement. My name's Chris. That's my buddy Dave on the other end of my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement on the south side of Chicago. And Dave, we would like everybody to join us. I mentioned this at the end of last week's show, but I want to make sure that people know about it. We want you, the listener, to join us on the Ileana Brew Bus for a complete and full seven-brewery tour of the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail. Have you done the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail yet, David? Uh, I have not. Okay. I am not a craft beer guy, but I have, so I have not done it. Okay, well, you know what? You're, you're going to have fun on this anyway. I've been to most of these breweries. This will be the first time I've actually completed the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail on the 20th of September. Horse Thief Hollow and Open Owl Cry in Beverly. Blue Island Beer Company in, of course, Blue Island. We're also going to Flossmore Station Brewery. We're going to Rabbit Brewing. We're going to One Trick Pony, and we're going all the way out to Crete to the Evil Horse Brewing Company that just recently won all kinds of awards. That is the end of the brewery trail. The bus, free transportation for this event. And trust me, I can't promise free beer, but I'm pretty sure you're going to get a few in between the ones that you decide to try out yourself on your own as we do the trail. This is Friday the 20th of September. It is going to start at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. It's going to start in Beverly, so that if for some reason you have to finish work and you can't make it till 5, we'll be in Blue Island, so you can join the bus out there. They got a big parking lot there as well. When the tour is over, we will bring you back, and you will be joining us on the bus for free for a day of drinking, otherwise known to the Twitterverse as 108-ing, (laughs) <laughs> I love those guys, and we are going to go try out the entire Dixie Highway Brewery Trail. Uh, Socks in the Basement, the Broadcast Basement Radio Network, and the Ileana Brew Bus all combining for this. Now, before we get into the show, this is how you get it, and it's very, very simple. Listen, subscribe, and share. That's how you get entered into the contest. You're already listening. You also want to subscribe to the show, and if you have subscribed to the show, I want you to rate it. Rate the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. Give it a nice five-star and give it a a comment if you want. I don't care. But when you give a comment, I can see that you rated it, and then I know that you did that. So now that's one way of getting into it. I know you're subscribed, and I know that you've given a rating. So I've got you. I've got your name on a list. Now what I want you to do is share the show on any social media platform. That's it. So just listen to the show. Make sure you're all subscribed to it, but for me to confirm you're subscribed to it, you need to give it a rating or or give it and with a comment, okay? And then I can kind of see that and then share the show. And if for some reason you're logged into whatever podcast player you're using, whether it be Apple Podcast or any of the other ones, if for some reason that login is different than what your social media account is, we accept those direct messages. You can just shoot me a message. We we allow anybody in the world to send us a message privately. Send us what your screen name is so I make sure that I have the list right. We're going to start drawing winners very, very soon so you can join us on the Ileana Brew Bus September the 20th. My friend, 
You sent me a text the other day and said you needed the floor for a few minutes. Oh, which is good because I strained my vocal cords and I'm having a hard time today. Yeah, I so couldn't you're... even speak all weekend long, and this is going to be a tough one for me. So, by all means, angry Dave, take the mic. You've spent way too much time yelling at people. Is what your problem? <laughs> it was, is. I was diagnosed the day after our last show. You know, <laughs> we talked last week about uh, how sports teams and how particularly the White Sox use the media, the mainstream media, to get their message out. I, this was yesterday. So the, the incident in question happened, this would have been what? Last Thursday, right? A week from Thursday, the, or no, it would have been two weeks ago. What Thursday. are we talking about? The, the, the incident where the Rick Hahn interview. On the corporate podcast. That was, yes. that was two weeks ago this Thursday. Okay, so almost two weeks ago. Right. All right, is when that you know, and the then PR, we are, the and, PR campaign. The PR campaign. The one that every time added, I talk to somebody about it, they're like, I never listened to that show. And the one time I listened to it, I did it just so I could see what Rick Hahn had to say. And I'm mad at myself for doing so. And we we talked about it. Now, this was over a week ago, almost two weeks ago now. I read an article yesterday in the Tribune about still how Rick Hahn supposedly is bemoaning all of the, and, and they use this term in quotations, Twitter trolls. Look, dude. Who wrote it? Paul Sullivan. Okay. I, I want to give you a chance because you know I need you to get it out, but I, I think I can explain this. So go ahead. Okay. But, but it's just, okay. Look, dude. Stop insulting your fan base. All right, it's very simple. Chris, you run a business. I run a business. It's business 101. You don't insult your fan base. Because if you continue to insult your fan base, they're going to find something else to do where they're not going to be belittled and insulted. Look, I said it last time, Sox fans, you have every single right to be upset about the fact that this team has absolutely no pitching. You have every right to be upset that absolutely no pitching. They need more pitching, but Lucas Giolito and now a, a, a second half Reynaldo Lopez give you a little bit of hope that you have some pitching. Some pitching. absolutely okay, no fine. pitching. You this is a, what happens. You get very angry, and then all of a sudden we have absolutely no players and absolutely no pitching, and, you know, there's fire all around well, us. It's, it's the, not it's, as it's bad the, as you It's saying. the Hawk Harrelson superlatives. That's it's what you're doing right now. You're the anti-Hawk fine, right fine, now. Fine, so, let me Let me back this up. <laughs> You have absolutely every right to be upset about the fact that this team has almost no pitching, okay? You have absolutely every right to be upset about the fact that Wellington Castillo, for some reason, is still on this team. You have every right to be upset about the fact that Adam Engel is still patrolling center field and Luis Robert is not. You have absolutely every right to be upset about the fact that you know, Manny Machado or no other free agents of note want to play here because it wasn't didn't want to play here is because he wasn't offered the money. Well, and, no, he doesn't want to play here because he wasn't offered the money. Right, that's where, that's, I was, that's where I was. That's, that's on, where I was going. Remember, that's on Reinsdorf. And, and you else, have so. every right to be and you as a Sox fan have every right to be upset about that. And you should not let anybody like, you know. Chris Ranji or Chuck Garfine or Paul Sullivan or anybody else tell you that you are a bad fan or a toxic fan or a Twitter troll or whatever term they want to use this week to describe you. You feel better now? I'm just, yeah, fine. No, 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 because no, I want to explain this. I want to explain what I think happened. Go ahead and explain. But it's first it's, of all, first of all, I've, I, 
like I tried to explain last week, my biggest problem was not with Rick Hahn. My biggest problem was with the corporate podcast. Yes. Who was it who was angry? It almost felt like they felt the need to go after the fit. Now, who knows? Maybe I wasn't at the thing. Maybe they only had 20 people. They thought the place was going to be packed and they were angry because they didn't get enough people there. Maybe they thought this was going to be the crowning achievement of of their of their podcast. And it didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go. And that, and that, that brought about some anger. Maybe they feel like to get a guy like Rakan to come on the show because we talked about this. You have to submit you know, questions and you want him to be happy and you want to have a good relationship and your job really depends on whether or not things go well here. So m- maybe they felt like they needed to, you know, fight for the organization, whatever it is, they become, they're, they're fighting for the organization. I don't hear Rick Hahn being as insulting as they actually were. And the same thing goes with Paul Sullivan. Paul Sullivan's one of those guys on Twitter that has like 45,000 people following him and he'll tweet something and he might get one like. So how many bots? Right, so they're you, all bots. How many bots do you think he has? You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, there's we never make a big deal about Twitter on our show because I'm not interested. You know, the moment we had a show, the amount of the people that reached out to me and, tr- and offered like to take a hundred dollars off of me to give me bots, so I would look bigger. I, it, look, I don't do that. It's the same reason why I don't pay any attention to, to anybody on Twitter who follows ten thousand people and has ten thousand followers. Well, it's the they're not looking at what you have to say and you're not looking at what they have to say. That was like a follow back thing to do it. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. The point though is that I don't think Paul Sullivan is as relevant as Paul Sullivan wants to be. Paul Sullivan is not, I don't consider him to be a White Sox beat reporter. And Paul Sullivan's looking for anything to get actually more people to follow him because it's clear that nobody really pays attention to anything he has to say. So then he piggybacks on top of this thing that he sees trending where White Sox fans are angry, hoping that people will read what he has to say. That's all that is. That's just a ploy to get you to read it. I don't think Rick Hahn has come out with anything substantially more than what he's already said. He has to answer the questions that are asked to him. You got to remember who asked the question in the first place. It was the corporate podcast who's angry at White Sox fans or feels like it needs to defend itself against White Sox fans. Or or maybe it was directed from the top like you have to do this. But I find I find I still stick to my hope and my notion that Rick Hahn is the guy who's sitting in there with horrible bosses has to find a way to move things around, can't fire anybody, so has to basically move Nick Hostetler into a like a brand new position so he can be kind of the guy in charge of the pro scouting side, but he can't get rid of the people on the pro scouting side. See what I'm saying? Like he has to kind of like, you know what, Nick Capra's not kind of screwing up some things over here. Let's hide him at third base. You know, I can't get rid of Daryl Boston at first. He's Kenny's best friend, so I got to put up with his whistleblowing and his inability to read a play as the first base coach. You see, I mean, like, there's things that Rick has to deal with. Right. And 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 he can't fight every battle at once. And right now, his battle is just to put together a roster. And so, and and you may disagree with his roster moves. Go great. I, I'm all about disagreeing with some of his roster moves and some of his free agent things. But I do also think that he's a man trapped within absolute insanity. And so, like, I blame more Paul Sullivan in the corporate podcast than I blame Rick Hahn. At least that's my perspective on it. Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from Broadcast Basement, and you're listening to Socks in the Basement with Chris and his buddy Dave. I did the Broadcast Basement with Chris for 10 years, and nobody gave me a show. I'd leave if I had anything else to do with my life. Remember, the Broadcast Basement is available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at BroadcastBasement.com.
James Fox from Loop Sports and Future Sox on the phone line. James is a regular on the show. I enjoy our symbiotic relationship, James. We, the podcast of the fans, you, the the sports writer, and, and also doing a podcast for the fans. I like this relationship that we have with each other. I doubt that you and I would ever sit around and, I don't know, make a vignette, put it on Twitter, and rip the fan base because we don't like they disagree with us. No, no, that's that's not likely. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really think any of anybody's, you know, out there would rather be right than root for a parade. I would actually, I would like a parade. Quite honestly, that would be fun. I want a parade. I'm looking forward to the parade, but there's certain things that need to happen for the parade to occur. I, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on organizationally with the depth of the organization. But before we dive into that, an interesting thing that's been talked about a lot on this show over the last couple of weeks is. If you have players that you're currently on the clock with, like Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, and others, where do you draw the line where you're trying to control the clock of other guys? Because you got to have a point where they're all on the same team together, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they would think that that, that time starts next year. It almost seems like they just want to like get through the end of the season like as quickly as possible and like get on with their offseason. But, I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are – that are angry just at having to watch like some of the nonsense that they have to watch with some of the same players recycled over and over again that, that aren't going to matter. But yeah, no, I mean, Moncada after this year, I think has four years left to control. I think Giolito might be the same four more years. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's going to come a period where, you know, you're, you're looking to possibly re-sign those guys, but you're still playing like service time games with Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal, some of these other guys. I think, I, I don't know. I, I think it's curious to, I'll be curious to see what they do um, here, like from here on out. Like if they, I feel like if Luis Robert's not in the lineup Friday at home, like you're not seeing him this year. So I think I'd bet against seeing him this year, quite honestly. Um, but, you know, then what do they do next year when they got to send him down for like eight or nine days to start the season? I just I, I don't really think he's an extension candidate like Eloy was because Luis Roberts already been paid. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I do think next year is like way, way, way more interesting. I think Nick Madrigal and Luis Roberts spend the majority of the season in Chicago. But I mean, yeah, they're leaving themselves open for criticism, and apparently they don't want any of that criticism. No, no, that, that that's not allowed. Let's talk organizational depth, though. We're getting to the end of the season, and I'm curious from a from your perspective. You you sit around, you watch this team on the major league level, but you're also watching it on the minor league level. There's been a lot of guys who have been developing some some well and some not so well. Do you feel right now that the team is in a, I would say, substantially better place organizationally, depth-wise, in terms of the talent that they have down there than they were at the beginning of the year? Or do you feel like it's about the same or, or possibly worse? Um, the beginning of the year, I actually feel a lot better. Um, so I think like the middle part of their system, we've talked about this, like it, they've taken a hit a little bit just because of some of the struggles with some of these outfielders at A and some of the injuries that they've had. But I mean... Lucas Giolito is going to be a six F war pitcher. Dion Moncada is putting up like a five, five war season this year. Luis Roberts turned himself into like one of the three or four best prospects in the sport. And you added an Andrew Vaughn. So I think, you know, I think it's definitely better. Now we did talk like they, they have to supplement this thing and they have to spend money and the free agent class this off season. Isn't that great. And, you know, they say the money will be spent. And I actually kind of believe them. I just, I, 
I don't, I don't know what it's going to be spent on though. Is the, is the problem. I think, you know, I, I think Garrett Cole makes as much sense as anybody, but I mean, that's a Scott Boris client. That's going to be a six or seven year deal for a starter in the $200 million range. And I just, I, you know, after what we endured last offseason, I don't, I don't see Jerry Reinsdorf for this organization doing that. Now you can make the argument that that's what should be done because I mean, Zach Collins has gone down. He's made swing changes. He looks like a guy that deserves another shot up here. You're going to add Nick Madrigal. You're going to add Luis Robert. Some other guys who have struggled throughout the year. Um, Luis Basabe is healthy now and hitting over the last month. Luis Gonzalez has been better down in Birmingham. Uh, Mike Rodolfo is back healthy again. He's going to hit in the AFL. Gavin Sheets has taken big strides. So, I mean, some of these guys, like, you, you know, you have offensive guys who there's been legitimate development from on the minor league level. So why not pay for pitching? So I, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to bet on it. And I'm sure we'll talk multiple times, like in the future, and we'll talk about free agency and whatnot. And hey, man, they're going to have to like prove me wrong, but it makes a ton of sense. Now, now here's there's there's two questions that come out of what you just said. So uh, bear with me here because I, I want to make sure I get to both of them. Uh, the first picture that you painted with the idea that you you felt a lot better at the beginning of the year, and but then you named off some guys. I get the the picture of a team that is more top heavy in terms of talent, but that is almost missing that the middle thing. And if certain guys don't pan out, there's definitely going to be some holes. And I, I give the example of the Philadelphia Phillies. And if people haven't been really following what's happened to them this year, here's a team that had a lot of young talent, brought up what they had. Some didn't pan out. They made the big splash in free agency. Bryce Harper didn't have the greatest year, but I mean, he didn't have, I mean, he's still a very serviceable player who's going to, who's going to bring them, uh, you know, a good amount of wins above replacement, but it's been a disappointing year in Philadelphia. When you listen to national commentators talk about that team, they basically bring up, they got like one prospect that's probably going to that's that's really in the pipeline and then that's about it they don't have very much left and this is it that what they have is what they have now and and they've they're kind of like hopefully not going to be in no man's land and some of these guys will still have their better seasons in future years to come do you see the white Sox as a team that once these guys get up here there's still going to be guys behind in case somebody doesn't work out or are we just relying we're hoping at like 90 percent of the guys that are up at the top pan out or, or we're in trouble. No, I mean, I think these top, yeah, these top guys have to be like a part of this thing. Now, obviously, you know, they're only, they're prospects, and, but they look like they're going to be like the, and we, you know, we talked about this last year after they their uh, they missed on Manny Machado. Like I said, like, you know, in the future, if they're going to be willing to spend like a lot of money, they're going to be fine. But all their, all their prospects have to hit. And that's super unlikely. Well, these top five prospects that look like your untouchable dudes, your Cease and Kopech, you know, Robert Vaughn, Madrigal, those guys all look like they're, they're going to be part of this thing. So you might actually, you know, you might actually have a path to contention by signing, you know, whatever, Nick Castellanos and two pitchers and somebody else to fill in and like that, that might be good enough, but um, your point on the Phillies is a good one. They just, they, they haven't drafted that well, but the one thing that the Phillies do is they've shown that they'll spend money in free agency, which the Sox haven't done. So, you know, I feel like one of those avenues is like a path that, that you need to take. I, I think the Sox are almost in better shape because I think they have um, one superstar on their team 
already. And then you have another guy in Eloy Jimenez who's, who's just going to get better as it goes along. And then you have, you know, some prospects that you're counting on big time. So, I mean, at least there are pieces in place, but it's kind of what I said before. Like, I think, you know, Lucas Giolito and Luis Robert are the, you know, the, the two biggest things that happened this year for this team. Those things are the two most important things going into the future. Taking out guys that are likely to either start the year in the minors next year and come up very shortly. I mean, let's, let's just take out all the guys that are currently on the roster and then let's take out guys like Zach Collins, uh, Lewis Robert, uh, Nick Madrigal, and Michael Kopech, who, of course, is going to come back. And it, it sounded a little wishy-washy as to whether or not he was going to start the season on the Major League roster, according to some recent comments by Rick Hahn on the corporate podcast. But take those guys out of it. And what do you have down in the system that you can deal for pitching? I mean, do you think that we have something of value? Because every time I see somebody who's got a pitcher that I might want, they want the really high-end guys. You don't want to give those guys up. Do we have a combination of players that you think would be enticing to a team down there? Do we have those guys that we're like, we're, we're deep at this position, we can move them on? Um, in the offseason, I think they might. And Rick Hahn actually did kind of hint towards that. But he said, you know, at the deadline, there were conversations, you know, for some more like controllable players. And, he, you know, he kind of mentioned that decision makers from other teams had kind of put it out there that like, you know, those top five guys, you know, like that that the White Sox don't want to get rid of are kind of above this conversation, you know, like they, you know, they've identified that those five guys are probably too much for like what the White Sox are, are looking for. But on the other hand, like their next group of prospects, like, you know, they didn't really have a match because of the injuries and because of, um, you know, guys regressing, I guess, in the minor leagues. Now, I think since the deadline, I think some of that has gotten better. I mean, look, you got guys like, like Luis Gonzalez could be like a second or third piece in a deal potentially, you know, like Gavin Sheets, I think has taken huge strides at double A Birmingham. I wasn't a big fan of that pick just because if you play first, you have to hit for power and he didn't. Well, this year he, he really has, like he's taken a huge step and you know, you might not need Gavin Sheets. So maybe that's a guy that you deal. Jonathan Stever, the right-handed pitcher, um, fifth-round pick out of Indiana in 2018. He's a guy that's that's kind of ascended to the point where he could be, you know, like a fringe top 100 guy next year. Um, Luis Alexander Basabe is back healthy. He still has tools that that you could dream on. I think he's going to play in the in the Arizona Fall League. Mike Rodolfo is probably going to play in the Arizona Fall League. So yeah, I mean, look, you have stuff to trade. I just don't know who. I don't know who you trade with is is the thing right now. It's like really hard to do. Like if we were going to do like some sort of mock off season, like I literally have no idea what their plans are, what they're going to do. Cause I like, there's some outfielders available, but none of them are great fits for you in right field. You know, there's some pitching available, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do, but you know, like they're going to, they're going to have to add probably six or seven guys from the 2016 draft to their 40 man roster to keep them out of rule five. And, you know, that shouldn't be a problem because of all the dead weight on this roster, but there should be quite a bit of turnover. I would think starting probably like five days after the world series, James, I think they should let you and me go in there and just run this off season. I think we would trim a lot of fat. I think we would just get the, get the ball rolling here on 2020. I don't, I don't think they need to have any meetings in there. We, I bet you we, we could get Nick Hostetler on board with our ideas as well. If we could just get Nick, wow. 
and and we and, and me and you in a room, I'm pretty sure we can just come out with a plan. It would probably take us like all of 15 minutes, and then we just kick back and have a couple of beers so that they thought we were really thinking all this through. Then we come out of the boardroom and we give them our ideas. What do you think? Yeah, I think we could convince Nick from what I know about him, but I don't <laughs> think we could. I don't. I don't think we could convince Jerry though. No, no, He'd that's be like Jerry. Jerry'd be like, "Wait, you spent what on Garrett Cole?" Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. I'll do it. Then he could. I'll be the fall guy. I'll do it. He could fire me. He could have me removed from the building and banned from White Sox. Banned from White Sox games for life. I'll watch on TV. Whatever I need to do to go get Garrett Cole, I'll do it. They'll okay. Be, they'll be. They'll be. Yeah. They'll be. He'll be paying Garrett Cole long after he's dead because he'll have the Bobby Bonilla contract. So he'll get like three three million dollars a year from the White Sox until like twenty seventy six. It's James Fox. He's from the Loop Sports Future Sox. He comes on here all the time. James, I appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. Jose Abreu quoted uh, by a couple different sources. Scott Merkin's the one I saw it with first, so I'll give him the credit. Jose Abreu was giving, uh, was, was talking the other day, I believe on Monday, and made a couple of comments that really stuck out to me. He was talking about the team next year. He continues to get bombarded with, are you going to be back? Do you want to be back? And everything else like that. He's the worst negotiator. (laughs) Yes, he is. I've ever, he's either a genius or he's a horrible negotiator. I'm going to go with horrible negotiator. Unless he, unless his, his agent has done some sort of market research, which indicates that White Sox fans will be angry with the team if they don't bring back Jose Abreu to a point where they'll riot. So he can say these kind of things to put pressure on the team to re-sign him, which I don't think exists. He's a bad negotiator. Here's the quote that I love. Like I said before, quote Abreu, if the team doesn't sign me, I'm going to sign myself here. (laughs) Jose, your owner is the cheapest, well, not the cheapest, one of the cheapest owners in baseball. Oh my God, name one worse. Oh, that, that. there's a lot of other teams. Okay, that are fine. Misrun. Moving on. There's a lot on. of teams that are misrun. I mean, moving on. You can you could sit down and you could probably find about four or five of them. We're not the only ones that are not run very well. But like Jerry Reinsdorf reads that and goes, "Oh, I get the hometown discount." You know, he reads that in the paper. And he's like, "All I got to do is just keep treating this guy like family." I mean, Jose Abreu's in, man. He Jerry bought the family thing. Jerry Reinsdorf is going to sign him for like two point five million a year. At he's he's going to, he, or he's going to be on one of these things where they're going to be like, Jose, we love you, we want you to stay with the team forever, and we're going to pay you over the next twenty years. Oh, it's the um. Oh, who is the guy? That's, That's my the prediction. Bo- now. Is that the Bobby Bonilla? Well, no, concert? the Bobby Bonilla no, one is, is that- all screwy because they had to give interest. That was a mistake. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So they had to give interest, but. I'm talking about ones where it gets spread out and there isn't any kind of crazy interest in it. It's just a lot of deferred money. I believe they did that to Canerco in the end. 
where they paid Paulie for years afterwards. Pretty much sure they did that to Walker, too. Right. They, they do that to guys that they find to be family. And I think that that's probably the deal that's going to be made here. Something where they're like, hey, we're going to give you your money. We're going to spread the whole thing out. And, and, and I think that when that happens, and I found it interesting because James Fox talked about it, when that happens, you'll, you'll have a Abreu kind of hanging out for the next couple of years. You'll have Andrew Vaughn. A guy like Steel Walker might be one of those guys that gets put into a group of players and gets dealt in the offseason if they decide to go that way to try to acquire pitching. You see what I'm saying? They, okay. like that might be something that they end up doing. So I found that to be very interesting. I think that I think the offseason is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think the offseason is going to be like one of these things. That I love the offseason. I was talking with a, I am not going to announce it yet, but we are going to be doing an event. And I was talking with the owner of the establishment we're doing the event with. It's going to be on the 26th of September, okay, in the area of the ballpark. And it should be a huge event. I'm very excited about this. And we just, we got to, we got to cross the T's and dot the I's. But we're going to be doing this event. And I was talking with the owner and he said, you know, what are you going to do in the off season? And I said, to be honest with you, I think the off season is the most exciting time to do this podcast because there's so many possibilities and there's so many moves. I mean, yes, I know my heart's going to get broken because I'm going to start to believe something that isn't actually going to happen, or I'm going to be too cynical because of after the, all the, the debacles in last year's free agency, but I'm still like, very excited about this off season and I'm kind of just itching to get to the end here. Like I intend to go to a couple of games because I just like going and hanging out at the ballpark and I've got a few open days and I promised my kids that I would get them out to a few more games before the year ended. But again, I go to the games now and I'm just kind of chill. You know, I'm just kind of like I'm watching a couple of different things. I'm enjoying the atmosphere. I'm, you know, I mean, it, because the the score, I don't think matters too much at this point, unless I'm watching Giolito. Like, I think the last three games I've gone to have been a Giolito day. I've done that on purpose. Right. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. we're going to get to the end here. And I, and I think we're going to see a massive drop of guys off the 40 man roster because there's going to be a lot of guys from rule five that you're going to have to protect so you're going to see after the World Series, you're going to see all kinds of dropping of players and guys being DFA'd. You're going to hopefully, I would imagine, Wellington Castillo takes his half a million dollars to go away and become a free agent that opens up another spot on the 40-man roster and because you're going to have to get a lot of guys on your 40-man roster. So I think there's a lot going on, and, and I'm excited to see what happens. All right. Absolutely. You're just distracted by your phone. You have nothing else to say to me. I'm, Who are you texting? No, it's... I you was, texted I Paul actually, Sullivan? Yes. Are you on tweeting with Paul Sullivan right now? I was actually. You'll be I was, very no, I excited. Actually, I was actually putting excited this, to have a friend on Twitter. I was actually putting this, a real friend, yes. No, I was actually putting these <laughs> events. I was actually putting these all these great events in my phone. That's yeah. what I was doing. Okay, now don't forget. Because you've got so much stuff going on, like I can't even keep the track of it. The 26th, I like, we're having like, an event. I'll hopefully have it announced next week, okay? I need to hire a secretary to yeah. keep track of all of my socks in the basement events You now. do. Yes. And then on the 20th, don't forget the Ileana Brubus thing, okay? Listen. That's what I was writing Subscribe and put a little comment in there in a rating so we can see that you actually are all subscribed to the show on whatever podcast player you do okay and share the show i get notifications on shares through social media i get notifications when you make comments and do ratings so do those things you'll end up on the list the drawings are going to start hopefully as early as next week so go do that this week and we will see you next week on socks in the basement hopefully with our first few seats getting filled up on the on the brewery tour hopefully with i don't know some some kind of interesting thing like, to glean. Is it like a is it like a party bus? Is it like a school bus? It's like, a party bus. Okay, so it's got a like, stripper pole in the middle of it. 
Oh no, I don't want that kind but of. But we're not. We're not. I mean, I. I think. Well, not not with you on the poll anyway. I'd like. I, I mean, you know. <laughs> So it's not I'm like, not saying it's going to be, we're not doing that. I'm just saying I saw a picture of it. I'm like, you can tell this used to be used for bachelor parties and now it's being used for brewery tours. You're not going to roll up on a, yeah. um, you're not, you're not going to roll up in a school bus half size. Yeah, it's length. kind of like it's, a fun one. It's, not one, a, it's, not it's one of those bus. ones where you're sitting along like a, basically in a circle. So you get to see everybody else so we can all talk while we're driving around. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So they'll, they'll, they'll and you kind of get to hang out as you, you get to kind of sit on the bus and talk to everybody. So that'll be kind of fun. Which is neat because we'll bring the recorder and we'll talk to people who are out. There. I mean, I'm not bringing all the microphones, but I got that little handheld recorder. Yeah, yeah, So we'll yeah. get some audio from it and it'll be like, it'll be a really nice party. The whole idea for me is that we need a party at the end of the year for being good White Sox fans and getting through this. <laughs> for suffering for so long. Yeah, I mean, I think we need a good party. I mean, not a self-serving party where like I just, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the general manager on and I'm going to poo-poo the fans and then I'm going to take pictures of myself on stage like I'm a rock star where we all do a bow together and then I'm going to send out video vignettes where we're going to make fun of people that are critical of the team and then I'm going to get like angry on Twitter and I'm just going to kind of like take shots at like random people and call like the fan base cowards. Like, look, no, this is like a fun thing. That There's a like difference. A, that's, that's a party though. There's a difference. We that's do parties and we have a good time watching White Sox baseball. We have no problem with any of your opinions you're welcome to give them here hit us up on twitter facebook instagram okay and remember you can always give us a call anytime 24 7 and leave a message 708-459-8406 708-459-8406 socks in the basement we'll see you next week bye-bye everybody socks in the basement socks in the basement Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.